I want to title my message this morning, Regaining Expectation. Regaining Expectation. Obviously, the uh, theme that we're dealing with at the church right now is Jesus Christ at the center. And I pretty much reckon that if you have Jesus Christ at the center of your life, then there's never a problem with expectation. Then there should never be a problem with expectation. If Christ is at the center... So I just want to bring a few thoughts on that really this morning. It was, an, it was an awesome thing to arrive here this morning for the prayer meeting. And I know a lot of you missed the prayer meeting, but the prayer meeting was amazing. And I arrived and I walked in just in time to hear this verse. Behold, God, oh, this, sorry, I should tell you where it's from. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I, the prayer meeting was so spot on with where we're going this morning. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. How cool is that? In the day, in an uncertain day that we live in, that can be uncertain to us, it's great to know that God's word is an incredible comfort to you, okay? And I believe this will be a comfort to people this morning. For yea, I like the way, I think it's yea, it might be ya, <laughs> whatever. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. And for all of those of you right now who know Christ in the center of your life, that he is your salvation. He's the rock of our salvation. He's our strength. He's our victory. And it says this, therefore with, just trying to find out where, if you heard John this morning, therefore with joy. So it says here, therefore with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So the reality is, if you want to know the victory of salvation this morning, just a bottom core line for you to take notes on this morning, if you're taking notes. Incidentally, it pays to take notes, they tell me. They tell me that if you're not taking notes, if you're just looking at me, <laughs> and I know I'm pretty good to look at, but, <laughs> but if you're just looking at me, you'll only retain, they say, I think it's about 8% of what I say. But if you happen to be taking notes like Pastor John here, Julia, my wife, Serena, are you taking notes or are you writing down what you're doing next week? No, she's even got the whole thing. Awesome. So what was I going to say? If you're taking notes. Uh, yeah, that's right. If you're taking notes, you can gain anything from 38 to 50% of retention of what you hear this morning, and it will excel in your life and produce a harvest in your life. And I don't know about you, but I want to harvest in my life. Sometimes I've been to many conferences, many, I've been to thousands of church meetings, to be honest with you. And sometimes it's amazing how many notes people take, but they never put it into action. So they say that if you get physically and emotionally involved in a message, even vocally involved, that it will then increase your retention rate and the experience of the message activated out in your life can go up to 95%. And I reckon we want that this morning. We want God's word to produce a harvest in our lives so that we actually outlive. So here's what it says. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. You know, the only way that I believe you can really build up your faith, your Christian life, your experience, your encounter, your expectation is when you have the joy of the Lord on the inside because that's, remember when Jesus arrived at the well and the woman was at the well and he, she said, uh, how come you're here and you've got nothing to draw with? Well, if anyone had joy, it was Jesus. 
if anyone had the joy of the Lord. And so the reality is when Christ is in us, that's the enablement of the joy of our salvation to draw from the wells of salvation because we've got to consistently draw from the well and wet our spirit, get the water of God so we grow and mature and go on in Christ. I don't want to remain the same, okay? So that was one of the great verses. The other one was found in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8, and it says, You love him passionately, although you did not see him, but through believing in him, you are saturated with ecstatic joy. Has anyone got that joy? Sometimes you can look around in church and there's a lot, I think people must have bad teeth or something because they're scared to show their teeth. But just smile. Smile at the person next to you. I hope you put breathalyzer on or something this morning, Stephen. But if you just smile at the person next to you right now and they don't collapse, that's all good. And, uh, but a smile is an incredible, incredible thing. You know, the Bible talks about your, God talks about your face and addresses your face in Scripture. I counted the number of times he mentions your face. And uh, it's 48 times God talks about your face in the world. So God's pretty inter interested in your countenance. He's in, like guys like Jonathan sitting on the front row here with a smile there, looking confident in God, looking victorious in God. God is interested in your countenance. And do you know, it's a huge, huge weapon that we have is the joy of our salvation. Somebody spoke this morning about putting on the armor of God. And I want to tell you, you need to have the armor of God on in your life if you want to walk in victory and keep going in victory and, and maintain a sense of expectation. Because a lot of people lose during the last 20, in 2020, the last year, a lot of people lost their sense of expectation and sort of backed up in life and, and stopped living for the victory of a vision in their life. Well, I want, to, I want to speak to that this morning, and I want to say rise up again in Jesus' name and get ready to dream again. Yeah. Hallelujah. Get ready to dream. Some people just need to dream again and get ready to dream again. And I believe that this verse really addresses that in our life. Through believing in him, you are saturated. Anyone saturated? Yeah. I got saturated at the at the beach trying to get trying to get in the boat with Kevin Ahern there, and uh, I literally got and my phone got saturated, which is a very sad thing to happen in salt water. My beautiful idle uh, iPhone 11 Pro went under the water, and now it at the moment it's not working. But because I've got ecstatic joy and faith. I'm believing that they will repair it this week, okay? But ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. I want to tell you, we need to get this kind of joy in our lives and start living in the victory that God's got for us because God doesn't want us living ordinary. And it's pretty easy if you're not careful to get trapped in the ordinary and start to live like without expectation, thinking this is just how to enjoy, just enjoying Enjoy means to bring joy to something you're not yet getting something from. So to enjoy. God wants us to enjoy. We should be enjoying fellowship this morning, enjoying church. So to enjoy would mean then, and looking at that you bring something to it, to bring something to it. Because you won't get joy if you just arrive expecting to receive. 
We've got to come with an expectation that releases something from us that brings hope to other people. And I really believe that's a great key. So it's a shift of perspective. And I believe this morning God wants us to shift our perspective to unlock the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and release the joy of our salvation, bringing victory to every living person. And uh, I reckon we come here, I arrive here this morning to bring joy to a few people. I don't know how you arrive, but let's arrive wherever we turn up to bring joy to a few people. It says in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29 that God meets you at the place of your expectation. So God will meet you at the place or the level or the gauge of your expectation. So what are you expecting? I've got a huge heart of expectation for 2021. Anybody with me? 2021, I'm believing for the best is yet to come. Even David said in Psalm 62 and verse 5, David said, I speak to my soul, and I tell you, soul, you need to be expectant of what our God will do. And I want to stir that up in you this morning. Um, You're never what you feel. See, a lot of people kind of get locked into how we feel on a day. It's very easy, actually. I was thinking in worship this morning. It's very, I didn't really feel, it's like I didn't really feel like getting a dance going and getting a shout going. But you've got to, maybe it's because John came and tried to undermine my joy this morning, Pastor John. And he came and told me that he's been out sailing on a huge yacht. And uh, he said he didn't want it to affect me. But right then I had a spirit of envy rise up, had to fight that one off. Spirit of jealousy, had to fight that one off. And here I am in victory, still in victory at the front. So this just proves you've got to have a little bit of the warfare on. Hey, listen to this. And I love this. I love what it says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, or verse 1. We'll go from verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Let it, listen to this. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured this cross, scorning its shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to be known for having the joy of the Lord bursting out of the inside of me and bringing victory to people around me. Jesus is the key at the center of our lives, which is our theme right now, Christ at the center. Let's bring Jesus back into the center of everything we do, what we live for, what our vision is. If you want to be a person who's known for the joy of the Lord affecting people, be a contributor. Be a contributor. Sometimes it's easy to wait for it all to come. Sometimes it's easy just to arrive and feel the way you're feeling and leave the same. But I find that when you are a contributor, then God says, I love what you're carrying in your spirit, and I want to be a part of that. Everything on earth has an expiry date. Everything. We came home from holiday, had to throw a few things out of the fridge because they've expired, okay? And uh, pretty much everything... In fact, probably you could, as far as earth goes, every one of us has got an expiry date. So everything on earth has an expiry date. There's only one thing that doesn't, and it's called the Word of God. So I would say center your life around this, because this is the most life-giving book on the planet. It will lift you up, inspire you, give you faith, hope, and give you victory. There's a rap singer. I was looking, I'm just reading a book at the moment about Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if some of you know him, he's a rap singer. But he says this if you look around your circle and you don't get inspired, 
you haven't got a circle, you've got a cage. <laughs> and so the reality is it's, 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 an it's a challenging statement because it makes you look at your environment. It makes you look at what you're hanging with. See, it's very easy if you're not careful to hang with stuff that's negative. Very easy to get locked down into our circumstances, the problems that are around us, what's going wrong, the politics of our nation or whatever. But the reality is God wants us to get around people and be an inspiration and cause people to lift up their eyes. And I want to be a person this morning that challenges you, let's lift up our eyes and dream again in Jesus' name. 2021 is your year. And it's so true. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 13:20, if you walk with wise people, you will stack up wisdom. But if you are a companion of fools, you will suffer harm. And on that I would say atmosphere matters. So atmosphere matters. So the atmosphere you create or the atmosphere that you build around you. It's amazing. You walk into most houses and they've got pictures of the past. All the photos of the past, pictures of the past. Very rarely do we have statements about our future. Very few houses you walk into and you look around and on the fridge is a statement about our tomorrow and how we're going to live in victory tomorrow, how we'll be healed tomorrow. A lot of people live in the past and get locked in the past instead of choosing, everybody say choosing, to live in an atmosphere that creates a better tomorrow. I believe that the Bible is the greatest way you can start your day and if you're not, I'm, right now I'm committed to reading a proverb every day. And it, there's one for every day of the month, so it's real easy. You just start there on the first day of the month, Proverbs 1, 2, 3, and right through. And there's 31, even for the day that's got 31. And, uh, but if you apply that to your life, I guarantee that you will increase the atmosphere of your environment and do greater things this year. Just right there. It's amazing. The atmos your atmosphere is so important. What atmosphere are you carrying? What atmosphere are you producing today? Because your atmosphere is so important. It's, it's like you've got to carry this thing into every aspect you're in. It's like, so a sh let's take a shark, for example. They tell me that if you were to put, and I have seen one in there, so it's probably true, but if you put a shark in your fishbowl at home, a baby shark, it will only grow to the extent of that fishbowl. It will die early because it's, it's, uh, it's not a normal habitat for it. But, and, and, and consequently, that same shark that would grow to like four inches long, put it in the ocean, which we've got a few around New Zealand at the moment, and it'll grow anything from 10 to 20 feet long and be a massive monster. A lot of people are like that shark in a fishbowl, and we have a fishbowl atmosphere that we've created around ourselves that limits our mindset and limits our thinking. So I would challenge you today to go to the Word of God and begin to increase the atmosphere of your faith and begin to expand your life so that you literally contribute to the world around you. And I really believe that's a possibility. I love being around people that inspire you, that lift you up, that cause you to dream again, that cause you to lift your vision, that cause you to say, I refuse to shrink back. I'm going to move forward with the victory that God's got on my life. And uh, one of the things that if you hang in the right environment with the right people, we've just been hanging, had a beautiful week with Kevin and Jan. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. If you hang with people of faith, they actually inspire you to go to the Word of God. 
I would say make sure you're hanging with people that inspire you to get out and get into the Word of God. Opportunity is never birthed in your ability. See, a lot of people I meet, they're looking for the right opportunity or the right time or the right place or whatever. But I find that most opportunity is actually birthed out of your accessibility. Your accessibility. How accessible are you? How accessible have you made your life that, that God's word can get in? It can penetrate your heart. Just those verses on joy we spoke about earlier. If you open your heart this morning, which, which we sung that song this morning. Um, trying to think of the words of it now. I come, uh, how did that last worship song go? Draw me a little deeper. See, draw me a little deeper. I want to know you more. I want to be closer to you, Lord. This is what being Christ-centered is. If we want to live a life this year in 2021 that's Christ-centered, then I would encourage you, find a way for him to draw, or for yourself to be accessible, to be drawn into the presence of God in a greater dimension so that you get faith on the inside of you and you rise up with greater victory. Because let me say this again, atmosphere matters. And we need to be able to create environments and create atmospheres around us. I like to carry an atmosphere with me. And, and we need to learn to do that. I believe God wants us to carry an atmosphere that literally affects people who we're around. I, I, I've, there's been times, and in, in I remember in one meeting, this uh, guy stood up at the back and he said, I want what you've got. And that can be a disturbing thing in a meeting, of course. And... Uh, but he stood up and he said, I want what you've got. It was, quite a, it was a large meeting. It was in America. And he wanted what I've got, whatever that is. And all I've got is really the presence of God. And anyway, so I thought, oh, well, Mark chapter 10, Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus. And he says, uh, hey, Jesus, you son of David. And everybody said, shut up, Bartimaeus. And uh, they didn't want him. But something had happened in Bartimaeus' life. Something that was about to affect his whole future had happened in his world. And so he started shouting out. He, he, he recognized there was an atmosphere coming toward him. And remember, he's a blind man. Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10, you can read the story. He's a blind man that couldn't see. And, and I'm not sure that he once, I'm not sure that he wasn't once able to see. Because in verse 49, I think it is, it says, when he finally gets in front of Jesus, and they call him forward, and uh, Jesus says, what do you want? That demands that we live with vibrant expectation right there. If most of us got asked, what do we want right now? I wonder if we'd have it on the tip of our tongue. This was Bartimaeus in the, in the, in the Passion Translation. Mark 10, 49 says this, Lord, that I might regain my sight. Pretty awesome. Straight off the bat, Lord, that I might regain my sight. What would you, see, I believe there are many people who lose their vision. They lose their sight. See, Bartimaeus apparently was not always blind. Apparently there was a day when he lost his sight. Because to say to Jesus, Lord, that I might regain my sight. When Jesus finally calls him out, and I called this man out this day just based on that whole scripture. 
I thought if it was good enough for Jesus, good enough for me. So I, called, I said, yeah, come on out here, man. He wants what I've got. And I remember laying hands on this man. The power of God hit him. And, I, and a miracle happened right there, and it transformed his life. He wasn't a Christian when he came to the meeting, but he left that day born again because he encountered the power of a loving. You've got to carry your own atmosphere. No one can carry it for you. You've got to carry your atmosphere. People loved hanging around Jesus. When Bartimaeus gets into the presence of Jesus, a miracle happens, and he receives. He has regained sight. And I believe this morning, and I want to declare and prophesy of you today, get ready for regained sight in Jesus' name. You're going to see again. Some of you are going to dream again. Some of you are going to rise up again and believe that God called you for such a time as this. See, it's, it's, it's sad to say, but so many of us lock ourselves down in disappointment because of whatever happened in the past has affected our tomorrow. But God said, I came to set the captives free. And it also says, greater is he that lives in me than he that's in the world. So we rise above the circumstances. So Bartimaeus here, he wanted to see again. Now it's interesting when they called him forward, because it wasn't Jesus. Jesus said, hey, bring him here. The disciples go to him and they say, hey, rejoice. The first thing they said was rejoice. And I want to give you just three keys today that will unlock your victory, your tomorrow, your expectation, and your joy. First thing they said to him, rejoice. And I think sometimes we need to know how to rejoice when it's not looking so good, when things aren't on top. But we need to know. Because I believe that if you rejoice in that day, there's a strength of character in you that builds your tomorrow. And I believe that God wants us to have something on the inside that can sustain us through the walk of life, through every, every challenge we have, through every battle, because you will go through battles in life. It's undoubtable that you will go through battles in life. But the joy of the Lord is the key to our victory. And it's amazing when I walked into that prayer meeting this morning, and that's what they were talking about. And uh, it's easy. Hey, it's easy to get cynical. It's easy to get, get inward looking, cage yourself in, have your own little negative world. But God says, hey, I want you to create an environment that has an incredible atmosphere of faith. And I want to produce that here this morning, and I want to encourage you today. Let's rise up and live in victory. Don't cheat ourselves of what God's got in store for us in 2021. Amen? You know, don't put yourself on the discount rack. I, I think a lot of people kind of live their lives on the discount rack of life, just thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Being misdiagnosed. And, and I want to tell you right now, don't let the atmosphere of our world or our secular society misdiagnose you my bible tells me that you are a blood-brought son and daughter of the living god that you've got victory all over you that you've got hope in store for you that you have a, a weapons of our warfare a mighty through god to the pulling down of every stronghold so don't be misdiagnosed by the circumstances you're in right now but rise up and say i refuse to hang myself on some discount rack I'm going to live in the victory of faith and I'm going to rise up and do something with my life that's going to be different this year. Amen? Honestly, I believe we need to rise up into the Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 says this. This is Paul speaking. I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, it's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's all about your potential. 
That's all about the potential that God's put on the inside of us to rise up and live in an incredible victory, victorious life, making a difference wherever we go. And I believe that we carry that in our lives. And I believe somehow there's a cry within each of us. And I really do believe this because I meet too many people who ask me questions. But there's a cry within every living human being. There's got to be more. There's more to this. God's got more in store for me. And every single person here, God's got more in store for you. Amen? So don't ever get confused as to why you're on this planet. Because I think a lot of people are confused today. I meet so many people are confused. God has a purpose for you on this planet. And he hasn't made another one of you. So you're the one that he's dealing with. He, the Bible clearly says he only made one of you. There's not two of you. You were planned on purpose forever to make a difference, whoever you are right now. And uh, I believe in 2021, let's make it our desire and our expectation and our faith that, hey, check your pulse right now. If you've still got a pulse, God's still got a call on your life. If you woke up this morning without a white chalk line around you, you still have a purpose and a destiny, all right? I, can't, I don't know how many people across the planet died in the last few days. Literally, there's probably two, just looking at the news, over two million people have died in the last week of COVID and different circumstances. You and I are still here, guys. Let's rise up and get excited about the vision that God's got for us and the purpose he's got about us, and let's outlive it and make a difference in Jesus' name, okay? Are you ready for that? And, uh, and, and I don't know about you. Look, Lucy Boyd-Bell, I can't stop thinking about you this morning. God told me last night very clearly that this is going to be a new season for you and Jonathan. And I don't know whether you guys are ready for that, but God says, get ready and prepare yourself. You're going to teach in a whole new way. God's going to cause people to rise up and live again. They're going to get enthusiastic again, just out of the words that come out of you. In fact, both of you stand up. I'm going to pray for you before we even move on this morning, because I believe this is very significant for two of you. In fact, I wrote down some of the things that God told me. God says, I'm going to add to you. And God says, watch what I'm going to add to you in the days to come. Because the things you've been praying and believing for, God says, I'm about to unlock in the supernatural realm. Because of your faith. Because you've just held on to faith. There's been times when you didn't want to. There's been times when it felt like it was unnatural. But you held on to faith. And God says, things that look impossible with man, I'm going to make possibilities with you guys. How's that for a word? In fact, God even said this to me. God said, you've been praying over your children and uh, trying to think of your little girl's name right now. Lily, Lily. God told me that Lily is going to rise up and be a mighty woman of God. She, at, a very, at 13 years of age, she's going to write stuff down that will be very significant and actually influence the lives of people in this nation. So get ready for what you guys are doing. I tell you, there's an anointing on you and there's a call on you. So don't shrink back from it. You will defy the odds because of the influence that God's putting on your lives. Defying the odds, and I see that all over your lives right now. 
So in Jesus' name, Lord, I speak a miracle over these two, and I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that, we, that their children will rise up. Lord, even as, and, and I believe that God's called your children. God's called your children. They're going to follow in their parents' footsteps. So everything you give an example to them, God says they're going to walk that out, and they're going to outlive that in their lives. They're going to mimic you, in other words. And I really believe that's a word from God for you. So get ready. Your son... Um, Christian is going to be a man who will have great wisdom on his shoulders. And you've been praying about this stuff, or praying about your future. God says to you today, I want you to know that I've got it all in control and I've worked it all out. And God says, get ready for incredible victory to come on your life. Father, I pray, let that miracle happen in their lives right now and let it be outlived in this season of their lives in Jesus' mighty name. And get ready for what God's doing in your life right now. Amen. 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 In fact, keep your eye on it. You watch what you'll do at 13 years of age. There's going to be some very significant stuff there. Just felt that last night when I was praying for you guys. But I tell you, get ready for what God wants to do in your world, people. Get ready. There's far more to it. If you're not careful, we get locked down to what was instead of what can be. And I believe that God's calling us right now to rise up. In fact, I want to say to every parent here, don't misdiagnose your children. Don't let the government diagnose your children. Don't let our society diagnose your children and what they'll be like and how it can be for them. Go to the Word of God and let the power of God believe what the Lord God says about your children, that they will flourish and that they'll live in health and strength and victory. And some of you here today, you've even got kids, some of you, the parents in here, You've got kids right now that you're worried about. You're worried about their circumstance. Well, let me tell you right now, God says in his word, your children will be blessed to the Lord. I don't know if you're hanging on to that, but I'm hanging on. See, our expectation can very easily get affected by the environment or the circumstances. But we're not looking at the circumstances. We're looking at the promises of God's word. Man, I'm running out of time here, but I'll tell you right now, I want you to get ready for what God's about to do. In fact, right now, if you've got a concern with any child or concern with uh, your offspring, stand to your feet right now. We're going to believe for a miracle to happen right there in Jesus' name. Just stand to your feet, wherever you are in this place right now. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we're going to agree today as a church. We're going, hey, we, we are the church, okay? Now, this is not like a thing that's like, Hello, we're Inspire Church. I wonder what's happening in our world right now. And let's keep it this little box and no more. No, the church across New Zealand was the first on the planet to bring glory to God today. In fact, before time began in any other nation, first of all, we were the cheerleaders of heaven today. I don't know how you did there, but I want to tell you, let's get excited about what God's called us to. We're in New Zealand. We're in the promises of God right now. And in Jesus' name right now, as we stand together today, God, I prophesy over every child represented in this place today. And I pray right now, Lord God, that there would be miracles that rise out of it. I pray right now that you would unlock your promises in every single individual represented here today. I pray that you would raise the standard, Lord God, that you would raise up a level, that you would cause a flood across this nation, across our children's lives in Jesus' name, that you would send the prophetic word, that you would ignite, Lord God, evangelists and, and men 
and women of God that would bring the supernatural voice of the Spirit into every life that's represented here today. And that in Jesus' name, Lord, we would see a mighty miracle. Thank you, Lord, that they would realize that they were made for the heart of God, that they were created in the mind of God for heaven's glory. From, oh God, any of them that are broken right now, I speak, I smash every demonic lie of the enemy that would pull down, that would suck the energy and the hope out of young people. And I pray right now, God, for a supernatural revival to be ignited through this prayer in this nation right now. That pain would be unshackled in Jesus' name. Right now, we destroy the enemy of our souls that would steal destiny and rob life and rob hope. And in Jesus' name right now, I speak salvation, hope, victory, and breakthrough over your worlds in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, boy. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now. Thank you right now. Again, you better get seated again, all right, so we can finish this off. Otherwise, we could just be here all day, all right? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell you what, I just feel an excitement in the place right now that God is unlocking stuff in your worlds for your tomorrow and don't ever be limited again, okay? I think we've lived too limited. I think we've allowed circumstances to limit us. And God says, I'm unlocking you with the unlimited power of my name today. Anybody with me on that? The unlimited power of God. Get ready for that, Freddie over there. Get ready for that to happen in your life right now. I see it happening in your life. Where's Stephen? Stephen, Stephen. I'm looking for him. Can't see him. Sorry? Where? Oh, there he is. Right there. Stephen, rise to your feet right now in Jesus' name. There's an unlimited potential in your life that God's called you. And I'll tell you what, every time I see you, I see it over your life. I see that victory in your life. And God says, get ready for my favor on your world. In this time, God says it's a new season in your life, okay? A new season. Are you ready for that? Take a step forward then and lift your hands up. Get ready for a breakthrough, a breakthrough in your mind, a breakthrough in your spirit. There's been times when you felt like, God, where do I fit? How do I fit there? You, you even feel like there's been situations where you felt like you've been left on the side. God says, I'm centering you in the center of my will and my purpose, and you're going to be a man of faith. And in, in about three months, God says, I'm unlocking a miracle in your life, and there's going to be a breakthrough situation where God's going to smile upon your life and things you've been dreaming and believing for are going to be unlocked in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we pray for that right now, and I release that on your life, and I pray in Jesus' name right now. In fact, God says you're going to be rewarded. This is what I'm getting for you right now. God says you're going to be rewarded for your diligence in the things of Christ, for the places you held on when there was nothing to hold on to, and you held on in faith, and God says, I'm going to reward you for that, and get ready. In three months, man, I tell you, get ready for that to happen, and let me know when it happens in Jesus' name. We put that on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to, and, and here's another thing. You're going to have the ability to connect with people in a way that's going to bring them out of darkness and into light. And God says, I'm going to give, I've given you that ability. In fact, I, I launched that ability in your spirit right now. I launch a fresh anointing in your spirit, right in your heart right there, that's going to unlock the power of God. People are going to listen to what you say. And I'll tell you right now, this is what's going to happen. Your own family is going to be affected by what's happening in your world, okay? Get ready for that. Your parents are going to be affected in Jesus' name. Boy, I tell you, get ready for that in Jesus' name. I really believe that's going to happen. And... Uh, some really cool stuff going to happen for you, Stephen. Surprised you don't look more excited, actually. 
There's a grace that's coming on you. There's a grace that's coming on you. And a lot of this is just because, honestly, you can get healed in a place like this. In an atmosphere like we've got here today, you can get healed. Free, free health care. <laughs> free health care, right? And this is why the church is so flipping awesome. Church was never meant to be boring and irrelevant. Church should unlock faith inside your life, inside your heart. Miss Taylor, it should unlock something in your life that begins you, because in fact, stand up and begin to dream again. Young woman, get it, come do that. Stand up, <laughs> stand up. It, it, just the, the incredible joy that you carry in your spirit, God's going to cause that to be a launch pad in your life that's going to bring opportunity. In fact, there are opportunities around you right now. There are opportunities, God's going to give you, in fact, because you're founded and got, in fact, there are thousands, every one of us has thousands of opportunities around us. Unfortunately, we mostly choose the wrong opportunities. But God said, because you've built a good foundation in your life, it's going to give you the strength to make right choices of the opportunities. In fact, I see three opportunities before you right now. It's like two of them are opportunities you shouldn't go for. God's going to give you the incredible wisdom of God to take the choice and grab a hold of that one opportunity and it's going to launch you into your future and this next season in your life is going to be like a ladder where you climb up level after level and God says, I've put my favor in your life and I've launched that expectation in your heart. In fact, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Here it comes. And stretch your hand toward this young woman. I tell you, I believe for miracles to happen here today. In fact, God says, even where there was a situation, even as a young girl, where there was great disappointment flooded your heart and emotionally it affected you and it even brought barriers into your life, emotional barriers that stopped you from believing, God says today they're cancelled and God says I'm giving you a brand new start and in Jesus' name there goes faith on your life right now in Jesus' name. You've just got a miracle there. Thank you, Lord God. In fact, there are people here right now that don't receive from God because, and I think my time's up, but you don't receive from God because you don't think you've got enough faith. But can I say this to you today? That I believe we've been lied to by the enemy about not having enough faith. Lied to by the enemy. See, Jesus spoke to the guy, and I had a note here somewhere about it, and I just wouldn't have a clue where it is. But uh, it was somewhere in these notes, all right? Oh, here it is. Mark chapter 19 and verse 9. Jesus said, you have little faith. And that makes it seem like this guy had faith that was too small. But the reality is, and I want to fix this up for you today, because I believe Inspire Church, Peter Carson, get ready for this. Whole new level of faith in your life this year. Maria, your beautiful wife, get ready for what God's about to do in you guys and open up opportunities, unbelievable opportunities. But this is what is Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed. Well, I want to set you free today, and this is what that line actually means, okay? The correct interpretation. I did a study on this. It says, this is what Jesus was saying. You only used a small amount of the faith that I gave you, even though it was the size of a mustard seed, you only used your faith for a small amount of time and it was an opportunity of a lifetime. It's about using enough faith for long enough when you don't quit but you keep pressing through. That's what Jesus was speaking to. And I want to say to some people here, go again. Go again. Go again. Apply for that job again. If it didn't work last time, apply again. Ask Julia, when, when, when I was still an apprentice with whoever it was, Fletcher Construction, 
I decided they're treating me like an apprentice, and I thought, stuff this. I want to be the boss. <laughs> that might sound terrible, I don't know. But anyway, I went and applied for a job as a supervisor. When I was an apprentice with them, I applied for a job with them as a supervisor. And of course, they didn't want me. And you know, this long-haired lout. And uh, I remember I went for the first interview, and it didn't go well, second interview. And then they told me, we don't really want you back here. And then I went again, and I applied again. I went back again. Man, go again. I went back again. And I remember the last interview, and I'd had like five interviews, and the guy said to me, sorry, we can't give this job to you. And it had a free van with it and a free vehicle. As a young guy, boy, those things were so attractive to you, you know. And it had a vehicle and all that. And uh, so I went back, and he said, listen, sorry, interviews are over. We're going to hire another person. And I said, well, why is that? He said, and he couldn't think of a reason. And he wanted to be nice. I think he was trying to be nice. He said, your hair's too long. I said, mate, I'll tell you what, I'll be back in half an hour. And I went down and I got a crew cut. And I arrived back. And I'll tell you what, they never expected me to ride back. And, uh, and here's why I know that, because I couldn't find the guy when I went back. He'd gone home. But I sat around until he arrived again. And boy, you've got to be determined if you want to break through. I want to tell you, life doesn't just come easy You've got to push through. And I'm saying this to some of you right now, push through a little bit. Anyway, when he came back, he said, well, there's nothing we can do about you. We're going to give you the job. And I got the job. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I got the job. And that's just the reality of team right there. I remember they gave me a van and they gave me eight guys that were going to be my, they were my people. They were going to be my team to build something. And then they gave me a plan and I looked at the plan and it was like, what the heck is that? I couldn't understand the thing and never could understand those plans. And uh, it was really thick and it was a, a big commercial building. And I, I remember my first day on the job, I had eight guys and a shed. And I was sitting in the shed feeling important. And uh, then I thought, this is going to be a total screw up. And I went out and I said, hey, all you boys, come on in here. And there was an old guy, I remember his name, Jock. An old Jock. And, and they came in and I said, who likes reading plans? And Jock said, I love working in the office. And I said, well, that's your job from now on. You're in the office. And I said, I like tying steel, so I'll go and tie steel. What the rest of you like doing? And we all did our own job. Finished that job six months ahead of schedule. And, and then I got another promotion in that company and became an over, a sit, the city oversight for them in Whangarei. How's that? That's, a, that's like, don't be discouraged. Here's what, here's what it says in Hebrews 10, just to go with what I said. Hebrews 10, 35, therefore do not cast away your confidence. I tell you what, I prophesy confidence over people here right now. My time's up, but I'm prophesying confidence over you. Which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Get ready for it. Don Rondari, get ready for it. Faye, get ready for it in Jesus' name. James, get ready for it. I could go all over this room, but get ready. If it carries on for a, yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. And if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you right now, in between there's always going to be a battle. But, and here's how it is. If the enemy can defeat you in your mind, Oh boy, the power of God. I just sense it right now again for you. You got a miracle here this morning. 
And God says, you'll walk out of here and you will live the dreams that are in your heart and you'll see them fulfilled because God says, I've changed your life today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Um, if God can defeat, sorry, if the enemy can defeat you in your mind, he will rip off your experience. But I'm going to release right now across this place a whole new atmosphere in your experience and a whole new life in your expectation. Amen? Hallelujah? Don't get shocked when the enemy comes at you. Just soar higher. Soar higher. The only enemy of the eagle, the great eagle that flies, is the crow. And the crow is the only bird that will attack an eagle. And they attack the eagle and they get on the back and they try to snap its neck. And the eagle's defense against that Instead, because it could easily start to fight the crow off, but then it just drops down and gets taken out. What it does, it soars higher and the crow runs out of oxygen. You know what you can do this week? You can cause the enemy to be 100% defeated by just soaring higher in the victory that God's already won for you. And I want to tell you right now, the key's in your hand. Unlock it. Go with it in Jesus' name. Amen? Father, I pray for every person just... Just right now, across this place, Lord God, Lord, I feel as many, I could have brought a word over this morning, just looking around, but I want to say, Lord God, blessing on your people this morning, breakthrough on your people this morning, in Jesus' name, Lord, let us soar higher and let us carry a breakthrough anointing in our lives that unlocks the potential of our dream, that our expectation will no longer be limited, but today we would rise up in faith. We would walk in victory, hold our head up high and believe that the best is yet to come. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.